Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, an unconventional podcast for the unconventional music lover, brought to you by Music on the Move Studios, a woman-led company working to help musicians move their careers forward through education and live events. I'm your host, Katie Thompson. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have artist Meg Riley on the show for you. Meg is also going to be one of the artists that we feature on our all-female showcase in Nashville, Tennessee at the Basement East on March 20th. That's right, friends. All-female-fronted showcase with an all-female backing band because that is how we freaking roll at Music on the Move Studios. So, let's talk about Meg Riley. She is a big, big voice, y'all. I was not ready for the sound that came out of this woman when I started listening to her music. Because she's kind of a dainty-looking thing. Like, you know, it's kind of like that whole Annie Lennox deal, right? She's like a pixie, and then she opens her voice, and everybody just shuts up because it's Annie Lennox, and that's how powerful she is. I was just not ready for how big and soulful Meg's voice is. So, I'm really excited to get to feature one of her tracks today. This is called Slow Motion by Meg Riley. Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, everyone. It's your host, Katie Thompson. And with me today, I have Meg Riley. How are you doing, Meg? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. Awesome. It's it's so good to have you here. And Aaron and I are super excited to have you on the showcase in March. So thank you so much for submitting. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Good, good. That's awesome. So, uh, Meg, I want to talk about your your backstory and then get into your music because I've been listening to your music all morning, and I am I, I'm a I'm a super fan now because <laughs> like I I saw your photo and I don't know what I was expecting when I when you opened your voice and started singing, but I was like, "Hello, soulful queen, what is up?" <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so talk to me about New Jersey and where your music career started. Um, okay, yeah, I grew up in Sussex County, New Jersey. It's kind of like the northern northern tip of New Jersey, I suppose. It's about like I grew up like forty five minutes out of New York City, um, which makes people think I grew up in a city, but I grew up next to a horse farm. It's kind of like <laughs> it's a little bit of farmland, um, which was really nice. Um, I grew up on a lot of different music. Um, my dad was a big country guy, classic rock, um, just like all the classics, in my opinion, what the classics would be. Nice. Um, so that was really great. My music, I guess, career um, started around, I wrote my first song in about fifth grade, um, and it was actually a um, 
a church song. Um, it was a church song. I went to a Catholic school, K through eight. Nice. Um, so I wrote a song for my church, um, played it in church. Um, you know, I, I like to think I've gotten a little better since fifth grade, but hopefully it was a banger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I started playing in, in bars and stuff, doing just like acoustic gigs with my guitar, filling in for people's breaks, other musicians that I knew in the area, um, in about like, I want to say it was seventh or eighth grade. Um, so a little early people questioned my parents, but um, I like to think they made the right call there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, starting young, honestly, I think it sets you up, uh, you know, I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about you going to Belmont, but starting your music career early really gave you that fire and passion to continue playing and go to college. Right. Yeah, for sure. I started playing like, again, just acoustic gigs and bars. I had also gotten really into community theater, um, theater in high school that just kind of, I think, well-rounded me as a musician to kind of gear me up for what would inevitably be my move to Nashville. Yeah, that's awesome. Fantastic. So um, you said that you grew up listening to a lot of the classic rock stuff. So I can, I can definitely hear that um, in your music, that like classic rock organ that comes in a couple of times here and there is like super clutch. Um, so if you had to pick a couple of like favorite classic rock artists, who are you going to choose? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I would say my, my like go-to inspirations are the like the Janice, um, Melissa Etheridge, um, the whole, all of Jagged Little Pill start to finish. <laughs> yes. Um, so I would say I would probably go with some of them, um, the really strong female voices of, of the time. I love that. That is amazing. Janice is, is definitely my spirit animal. I have a guitar that I actually named Janice. So oh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's so, so cool. Okay. So, so talk to me about that first gig that you got in Nashville. So I was, I was, you know, kind of like snooping your, your bio a little bit. I want to know how it came to be that you went to Nashville and performed at the age of 15. Yeah. So that's, that was such a fun, a funny little story. Um, I was playing one of my friend, um, a very talented musician in New Jersey, actually, his name is Renee. I was playing one of his breaks at a bar, um, just a regular, I don't even know. I think it was not even a weekend. Um, it was like a Thursday or Wednesday night. Um, and I played like a half hour for his break. Um, and I got off stage and I sat down with my parents because at the time I was 14, I think. Um, and this man came up to the table and he was speaking in this thick Scottish accent and it was loud in the bar. We could barely understand what he was saying. Um, and he started talking about Nashville and these people that he knew there. And he like handed me his business card. Um, and we kind of thought he might've been like blown a little smoke, um, just to, sure. you know, cause it was a bar in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> so we went home and the next morning he actually sent another email. Um, and he had actually copied Donna Lee, who at the time was running Buddy Lee Attractions, um, which was a booking agency in town at the time. Um, and he had copied her on it. And it turns out that he was, um, he had a company called the Whiskey Dog. Um, he does a lot of like whiskey pairings for like corporate events and things like that. Um, and he was close friends with Donna. Um, so he set up actually my first meeting down here. We came that summer to meet Donna and just talk to her. I picked her brain about the music industry, just asked her a bunch of questions. Um, she introduced me to then my longtime consultant, Precious Harris, um, literally the same day in the same meeting. Um, she had me sing and then she asked Precious to come on upstairs. 
Um, and since then it was just rocking and rolling. I had a few co-writes that week that we were there. Um, Precious set me up to play a couple times while I was in town. We were going to every open mic we could every night. Um, we just kind of ran ourselves ragged for that first trip. Wow. Um, which I don't regret at all because it was amazing. Um, and Nicholas, the the man who introduced me to Donna is still a fantastic friend. That's incredible. What a fun story. What a fun thing to do when you're such a young teenager. Oh, for sure. We started visiting Nashville every summer after that. We were coming, we were coming on every school break I could get my parents to come down for. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I feel like that's happened a couple of times with um some of our artists, like, you know, something something bites you like the bug and then you go down to Nashville and then, you know, you're just like, Mom, Dad, I gotta, I gotta keep going down to this city. Um, that is so cool. Good for you. Wow. 15 for 14 years old and you're, you're turning heads. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely described it as, um, when we drove over the little hill and the skyline was visible, it was like the whole sky got a little bigger. Um, it was definitely one of those aha moments in my life. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, what, what, let's see, look at you songwriter painting a picture. There you go. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So fast forward. So now you're in Nashville and you you went to Belmont, correct? I did. Yes. Awesome. So tell me about your time at Belmont. So um, my time at Belmont, actually, I did not major in anything music. Um, That was a rule when I went to college that I wasn't going to major in music. So I wasn't in the music school. Um, I majored in communication studies and then minored in music business just to learn the business side of things a little bit deeper. Sure. Um, I had a bunch of internships before I graduated, just doing like PR and marketing, honestly. Um, I was doing a lot of co-writing. And then when I graduated uh, was when I really kind of put pedal to the metal and decided to start getting things done uh, music wise. Nice. When did you graduate? Um, I graduated in 2019. Yeah. The spring of 2019. Gotcha. Okay. So, so do you have like a like a PR marketing job right now, or are you just solely focusing on music? So my, my day job is I work in the mornings for a branding consultancy. I'm the, a, uh, just an account manager there. Um, So I run a couple people's marketing and branding side of things. Um, but that's just in the mornings. Honestly, I think I make most of my money right now through music. So, which is actually fantastic. I'm living the dream, I think. Heck yeah. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. That is awesome. That's awesome. Well, and, you know, and it's such a big deal when you're actually making the majority of your income from music alone, because, you know, you're not really working if you're playing music, at least most of the people that I know feel that way. So that's awesome. You you retired early, friend. Good for you. <laughs> so uh, I think I think when I was about 25 is when I started doing just like teaching lessons full time and performing. So I I completely identify with, you know, how good that feels. And I know a lot of our listeners are are either young musicians, young entrepreneurs. So if you actually have a piece of advice for someone who's a couple years into the game hardcore out of college, right? So you've you've lived a little bit. Um what would be a really vital piece of information or just piece of advice that you could give a musician who's about to like get out of college and get into the real world break up with your boyfriend no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding um, 
unless you should. Um, <laughs> um, I would probably say understand that it takes time. Um, some people will be overnight successes and you just can't compare yourself to them. Um, most people, it will take time. Even the overnight successes probably took time that you're not seeing. Um, and I think that's really important because there will be a lot of people telling you that job security is important, that benefits are important, and all those things are true. Um, but if this is what you're built to do and this is what you're supposed to do, you know that deep down. Um, so just give it the time it needs to breathe. Um, and you'll know, you'll know when you're ready to move along or when it starts to happen. <laughs> beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, most of the time I feel like people should definitely like, you know, break up with their boyfriend if it's a bad situation, <laughs> but I'm going to remember yeah, that. If you should do it. If you shouldn't, if you should. don't. Right. I, I feel like Aaron and I need to put that on a t-shirt, break up with your boyfriend and be a <laughs> boss bitch instead. <laughs> Easiest way to get there. Correct. Correct. Now that's, that is, that is awesome. Thank you for that. And, you know, to anybody that is listening to Meg's interview right now, I hope that you take that to heart. Um, so again, thank you. That's, it's vital information for people who are coming into the industry and they're, you know, like I said, getting out into the real world, it's hard, but it's so worth it. It is so worth yeah, it. For sure. Um, all right. So, so now you're out of Belmont. And, uh, you know, working your, your regular job and also performing. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you've got some singles coming up this year. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, the plan is to have three singles released throughout this year. Fantastic. Okay. And so what are these singles? So um, the first one, um, consider this a little secret announcement, um, will be, it's called Below Average. Um, I write a lot of songs about, uh, terrible men. Um, so below average is one of those. I'm really excited about these singles actually, because, um, in the last, I think two years and change, um, I found my, my band, Megan, the boys, um, and they're all getting to participate in the recording process this time, um, which is just really exciting for me. I'm really happy to have the guys that I've created this music with actually in 
every aspect of it, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. I love your band name. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Megan the Boys. Yes. It was actually an accident. We were talking about that actually the other day. Yesterday was the the first time on a poster we had been written down as Meg Riley and the boys um, because someone that we knew was like, oh, well, what do you want me to put on the poster? What's your band name? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's just going to be me and the boys. And she was like, perfect. <laughs> All right. And since then, we just ran with it. <laughs> That's amazing. Dig it. All right. So so talk to me about the the music that you're working on with your bandmates. Yeah, for sure. So um, we've started to describe ourselves as Southern rock leaning towards the rock side of it. Um, So it's definitely going to be a a little different than the stuff I've done so far. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that stuff has been Southern rock leaning more towards the Southern side. Um, So it's a little more rocky, um, but I'm very excited about it. Actually, the last single of the year is a song that I'm really excited for. It's called When the Lights Come On. It's a little bit more I don't want to use the word laid back um, than the other ones, but I just think it's a, a, I think it's a powerful song that I'm very excited to have people hear. Yes. Oh, I dig it. Now I'm see, now you're, you're really speaking to my rock soul over here because I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. So if you're going more rock than what, you know, you've kind of had sprinkled in some of your previous recordings, like sign me up. I'm, I'm going to be on the newsletter now because I need to know what this music is. Incredible. <laughs> All right dig it okay so um so we've got some singles coming up and do you think that you'll be like releasing any music videos with these singles I'm not sure um I think we're gonna see how they go just just sprinkled out into the world first sure. um, so possibly possibly for when the lights come on actually um, I'm not sure about the other two but for when the lights come on probably Awesome. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely be looking for it and make sure that you share it with uh, everybody here at Music on the Move so that we can put it out on all of our playlists and and uh, socials and stuff. OK, for sure. Cool. All right. So we've got these three singles that are coming out this year. What other goals do you have planned for this year? Like uh, you had mentioned maybe something about a, a Northeast tour that you might do. Yeah, we're hoping to do a lot more traveling. Um, We really enjoyed last year. We traveled around to like, you know, in Alabama, Florida, the Northeast. um, And we really enjoyed doing all of that. So we're hoping to travel even more, um, hopefully more, more of those same areas, um, maybe also some, the Carolinas, um, Georgia, just Kentucky, just kind of getting out there, um, traveling a little bit more for the music. Yes, the Northeastern thing, we're hoping for the summer to book a bunch of gigs, Um, whether that's going to be full band or acoustic yet, we're not totally sure. Um, But one or the other will happen. Nice. Well, um, you know, Erin has connections in in North Carolina. So, you know, definitely reach out to her. Um, So as you as you book your tours, like, do you do you actually do the booking yourselves or do you go through an agent? So I do all my booking myself. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of a lot of sending emails and hearing nothing back, but that's part of it. That's right. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, so since you do all of your own bookings, I mean, this is just a, a good business piece for, you know, for everybody that's listening. Do you use any kind of um, like websites, kind of like Gig Salad or like Gig Finder or anything like that? Or do you make... Like, do you actually try to find venues along a certain path and book from there? So I do have a gig salad um, and I do like I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups like the the Nashville community is booking um, and some tour groups, just things like that. Um, But for the most part, a majority of where I 
I get bookings from is just kind of planning a route, making a spreadsheet of all the venues on certain areas, sending them emails, sending them follow-ups, sending a second round of emails to the secondary venues. Um, so for the most part, it's mostly my legwork, just looking stuff up and seeing what comes. Um, yeah. And then, of course, reaching out to places that I may have played in the past um, that are also along the route. I always try to make sure that I give those people first dibs because I appreciate them. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I think booking a tour is interesting. There's a, you know, using gig salad is really is really helpful. Uh, I know my sister and I, we've gotten many, many gigs via that just one platform. And there's so many out there that I probably don't even know about at this point. Um uh, do you also do house concerts as well? Um, I do. I'm happy to. Um, I haven't gotten a ton of those kinds of gigs recently, but again, more than happy to. Sure. Well, you know, as you go to book your tour, that might be something that you think about, um, especially because the the cool thing about house concerts is that whoever the host is, typically like you want to go with somebody who's established and has done this and has a pattern, right? Um, you can usually... Uh, ask the host for accommodations so you can like stay on their property and play the concert, sell your merch and make a killing and then move on to your next date. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Um, I keep meaning to have Jenny Teeter come back on the show and talk literally just about house concerts because she's literally a, a magician when it comes to booking house concert tours but she's also very good at networking so that's you know that's part of Jenny's charm <laughs> for sure so um you know as uh, as a musician you know and especially at Belmont because I know that they really push co-writing a lot there um can you talk about maybe just like a really quick, funny co-writing moment that you've had? Quick, funny co-writing moment. Um, okay, so one of my my dearest friends and someone that I co-write a lot of my music with, um, her name is Courtney Bumbacher. Um, and we write all the time together. And she is such a like a country girl at heart. She grew up in um the like in New York state, like pretty close to Canada, I think. Okay. Um, but she, she grew up on a, um, a cow farm. Um, her family's dairy farmers, it's in her blood. Um, and she's just very, very, um, button up shirts and, you know, doing the right thing all the time. Um, one of the sweetest people I know. And we sat down and we wrote a song, um, with another writer in town and we wrote this song and I released it. Um, it was on my first EP, that Burn EP that's on Spotify. And it was called Slow Motion. Um, and it's kind of this, this sexier song um, about like, you know. Um, <laughs> and it was released and she was telling me that she was getting calls from all these people in her little hometown about how could her, she possibly be a writer <gasps> on this song. <laughs> and no! it was so funny um, to just um, have her have that experience. Um, Oh no. <laughs> it was fun. It was definitely funny. Oh bless. She like uh, she didn't like she didn't take it to heart, did she? Like was she oh, laughing no, about it? No, of course not. She thought it was hysterical. Um, okay. She shares it with me all the time. The whoever is saying, "Well, you wrote that sexy song." So <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I have to tell Erin about this. She's going to love that. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, Meg, thank you so much for all of your time today and, and coming on and talking about your music and, and what's coming up for you. Um, but before we go, I do want to ask, like, you know, with this showcase coming up on March 20th, um, what are you the most excited about when it comes to that showcase? What are you looking forward to? I mean, I'm really excited for the lineup. I think all female lineups are kick ass. Um, I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm also very excited. The Basement East has been one of my like bucket list venues for, I mean, since the first time I came to Nashville. Um, So I am just absolutely over the moon that I get to step on that stage. Um, So that's very exciting. It's also like three days before my birthday. So me and my pals are going to be having a great time celebrating. All Um, right. Hey, happy early birthday. Thank you. Yeah. it's. I think it's going to be a really great time. I'm very excited. Cool. That's fantastic. Well, you will have a blast. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show and and spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great time. That is it for our show today. Thank you so much, Meg, for coming on and talking about your music. We will be looking for your singles that are coming up soon. So everybody, make sure that you check out the show notes, grab Meg's links, and wait for that music to pop out. Also, while you're at it, grab your tickets for the Basement East Showcase March 20th. You do not want to miss this lineup. And of course, you do not want to miss the Hellcats. They are incredible. So while you're at it, please make sure that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Give us a, a review even and hit me up at info at music on the move Let me know what you think of the show and let me know if you have any recommendations for guests. That's it for today. We'll see you next week. <laughs>